good night, whatever time of day you're listening to this fantastic podcast. My name is Johnny Fuente, and this is Fuente Chat with Johnny Fuente. Welcome to the first ever episode of this fantastic podcast. Now, I know most of you are new, and honestly, so am I. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you how this podcast is going to work. Now, this is just a podcast talking about my opinions on certain comic books, movies, TV shows, video games, and current events. Now, you can take my opinions with a grain of salt and let me know how you feel in the comments, chats, or emails, depending on how evolved this podcast will turn into in the future. Now, my name is Johnny Fuente, and I'm going to do a little introduction I am a Hispanic from New York City, Queens, stuck in little old Panama City, Florida. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while and finally got the courage to buy the equipment. Because let me tell you one thing, this stuff is not cheap. I don't know, maybe one, two, four paychecks enough to save for this equipment. So hopefully you're able to hear me, able to hear my articulation, and able to hear the most important thing about this entire podcast, my opinions. So enough talk about how expensive this stuff can get, and let's go ahead and get started with the podcast. Now, for our first topic, we're going to be talking about comics, specifically Marvel comics. Now, I don't know how many have kept up with the current runs of Moon Knight. Now, coming off of his interesting Avengers run, where he ends up stealing the powers of Thor, Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, and Ghost Rider in a way that can only be described as the writer got drunk, He has decided to do away with Khonshu, the Egyptian god that he serves. Now he's on his own, doing his own thing, and asking for favors, and also trying to make good on the heroes he has crossed. Now is this run good? Not really the best run, honestly. Probably the weakest personally. I think they were trying to do something, especially to coincide with the Moon Knight TV series that has come out, but I'm not going to mention the series yet, so that won't be until we talk about shows. Now, let's go ahead and talk about another current run, Spider-Man. Now, I don't know if you guys have kept up with Spider-Man, but when we last left off the hero, he was recovering from the ordeal of the beyond. Corporation, who is, of course, like most evil corporation in comics. He ended up doing away with Ben Riley, who is his clone, and his clone ended up becoming a villain. Now, the ending for Ben Riley has been mixed reception at most. Honestly, I like Ben Riley. And he's been given the short stick. When it comes to this recent run though, they're going in a more interesting direction. Not only are we getting blessed with a new Spider-Man, other than Peter Parker, 
But Norman Osborn is taking up the mantle. Now, I don't know if you've seen the images, but this Spider-Man has his own spider glider, his own pumpkin bombs, and is equipped with these interesting fluid marks around his suit. Now, I don't know what the writers are thinking, making Norman Osborn a Spider-Man, considering that not only is he within his years, but never has shown his acrobatic side without the Goblin Serum, or the Carnet Suit for that matter. So having him be on his own as a Spider-Man is going to be interested. Not to mention their leaked rumors has been that Spider-Man has been ousted by the other heroes and he might break up with Mary Jane. Now again, Spider-Man comics have been up and down these past few years with them going up with his recent run that had ended with the writer. Now going in a new direction with a new writer, one can only hope that Spider-Man can actually get justice and maybe we can finally do away with one day more without any more hiccups. I don't know why Marvel has a problem with putting Mary Jane and Peter Parker together, but I honestly believe it's time to end. Other what-if comics have put them together with a child, and those runs are fantastic. Now, let's talk about another run that has ended particularly a crossover between multiple heroes called Devil's Run. Now, Devil's Run had the Kingpin as mayor of New York City, where he basically banned all superheroes. So this affected Spider-Man Beyond, who of course was Ben Riley, Miles Morales, the Fantastic Four, Iron Man, and mostly all the superheroes that are based in New York. Long story short, there was a little bit of a war where the heroes won, Matt Murdock basically beat the crap out of Kingpin and won. Now, when I say won, I'm using it in the most lengthiest term because in the end, not only did Kingpin get to get away with everything, he actually got to ride out in the sunset with his wife. Don't know why they gave Kingpin a happy ending, but they did, and he gave the mantle to his son. So this should be interesting, and I should note that everyone believes that Matt Murdock is dead because Kingpin killed Michael Murdock, who was a clone of Matt Murdock, but who took up the mantle when Matt Murdock was in jail when he murdered someone as Deadpool. No, wait, Daredevil. Wrong red hero. My god, I must be tired. Anyway, going into that will take too long, so long story short, Matt Murdock is dead in the comics, officially, but not really, and Daredevil is going to be Daredevil full-time. Now, this should be interesting since him and Elektra are supposed to be going after the Hand, who in recent comics has been taken over by the Punisher. So this should be very interesting to see how the Punisher and Daredevil fight each other since those two are usually not on the best of terms. Now one thing I wanted to talk about which has come out and this is more for DC Comics is the death of the Justice League. Is it original? Absolutely not. The Justice League have died several times 
within the past 15 years. And now they're doing this as a gimmick to try to get not only new writers, but probably expand the horizons of other heroes, which would be okay if their reputation hasn't been crappy. Now, the only leaguer to have survived, per se, is Black Canary and Black Adam, who is now a member of the Justice League. Everyone else is dead. Batman didn't have a contingency. He died. So now, of course, his son will probably take up the mantle, which should be interesting considering that Batman not only has one current run going, but he has three. So one thing about DC is you never know what the heck the timeline is for the Justice League comics. They can have a character dead, but still have his own run. And of course, Batman is not going to stay dead for long. He is one of their biggest IPs and will probably be there for the current future. And probably when I'm old, they'll still have Bruce Wayne as Batman. Honestly, I think it's time to move on from Batman, maybe do Batman Beyond, or do something with his protégés. They did something like this before when they thought Batman had died, but was sent back through time. Yeah, it was um very interesting. Took two years to complete and was not really a very satisfactory ending. Not going to also mention how he, they made his mom psychopathic and wanted to sleep with him. Very, very weird comic, and of course, she didn't know who he was since he was sent back in time. Now, one thing I want to talk about, and it may get a little slack because of my opinion on this matter, but I want to talk about representation. Now, in comics, you have some issues with representation, whether it be with ethnic groups or even LGBTQ. Now, when it comes to these types of representation, especially when it comes to LGBTQ, I believe they should make their own original characters. Of course, it comes with the exception with some already established characters, of course, like Hulkling and a couple of others, but because they're not really shown in comics a lot, you can see where they can surprise this character by being LGBTQ. Which is okay because if these characters haven't been in the limelight for so many years and only had a certain amount of appearances, you can turn the story however you want. But when it comes to established characters like Iceman, I believe that turning him LGBTQ with no stories beforehand, making it so and just automatically do it just to check off a list is bad. I believe that characters like this, whether it be for representation, should have their own original heroes, new characters, and etc. So they can show the struggle from the beginning till the end. And again, this is just my opinion, and if you have a problem with that, there's always the unsubscribe. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can always contact me and we can talk this out. Unless you want to get violent, but yeah, definitely the unsubscribe. Now... Anyway, that's it for current comics. If another comic book comes out between episode 1 and 2, of course we're going to talk about it and see if it's good or if it's bad. Now, moving on, we want to talk about TV shows. Now, this is where we're going to talk about the new Moon Knight.
The new Moon Knight show has been fantastic, showing off the acting chops of Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, and many others. The storytelling has been fantastic, and it's interesting to see how the MCU is going to move forward, especially with the introduction of the Egyptian gods, and since other gods have been established. Now, I haven't watched episode 5 of today's date, because I'm still waiting to see with my family, so leaving off where episode 4 left off, having them introduce not only a hippo at the end, who name escapes me but I remember it was the fertility Egyptian goddess and having the tease of the third personality which should be an interesting ride considering if they're going off from the comics this one is definitely going to be a little sociopathic anyway Moon Knight is a breath of fresh air and if this is where they're going to go with it I'm going to love it now it is one month before the new Obi-Wan series comes out and it's going to be interesting especially since this is going to be the first time in a show or shall I say a live action that we're going to see the Inquisitors and the Sisters. Now these characters are important because in the lore these were fallen Jedi or force sensitive users who basically had a job and the Empire to hunt Jedis. Now, some of these Inquisitors and their female counterparts, sisters, were not always the most powerful Force users, but they got the job done and had killed many of Jedi. So having them appear in Obi-Wan should be interesting, especially since he has to fight them. And with Vader having to fight Obi-Wan for round two should be interesting considering that for so long we had thought that the new hope fight between him and vader was the second time they had fought so it's going to be fun to see how they twist this and if they bring honor to this character that many have loved now speaking of star wars we're also going to be talking about the mandalorian now when we first or when we last left off with Mando, he had taken off with Grogu in his new ship, which honestly looks fantastic. Now, if any of you have watched season two of Mandalorian, you would know that he is in possession of the Darksaber, which grants him the kingdom of Mandalore, basically making him king. So... It should be very interesting to see where they take this since he has to go back to Mandalore, find the mines, and regain his honor as a foundling. Where they're going to go with this, no idea, but I really hope they introduce past Star Wars character, maybe Hondo Tanaka, which is one of my personal favorites, and also maybe a few others from the previous animated series. Maybe we'll get to see what happened to the Bad Batch, which hopefully is something good because if they died, it's going to make for a very depressing season two of the Bad Batch. Or we can see Captain Rex, which the actor for Boba Fett, whose name escapes me, can play since, of course, they're all clones. Now, whenever Mandalorian season three comes out, 
It should be interesting and hopefully brings the spice that the episodes of Boba Fett with the Mandalorian, which sad to say were the best episodes, brings. But with people like John Favaro, Dave Filoni, and heck, Bryce Dylan Howard, or Takiti Witi, I can never pronounce his name, directing, it should definitely bring some great visual and writing chops to the table. Now, talking and moving away from shows, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite subject, movies. Now, from today's date, I have not seen Doctor Strange Madness in the Multiverse because it has yet to come out. In my current date, it is 4-27-22, and Doctor Strange doesn't come out until another week. Now, they have already confirmed the Illuminati, who was a special group of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe, which basically had Tony Stark, Namor, the Submariner, who else do they have? Let's see, of course, Doctor Strange, Xavier, Black Bolt, who is the King of the Inhumans, and Black Panther. Now, of course, with uh, Chadwick Boseman dead, they're not going to be able to use Black Panther, but it should be interesting to see who's on that council. Oh, and before I forget, Reed Richards was also on there. Because one of the things about the Illuminati is that they're there to solve the problems and do what no other hero has the guts to do. Now, whether they make this for the MCU themselves instead of having them be from different universes is going to be awesome to see. Now, the one thing that's going to be important is, of course, the after credit. Seeing where the future holds for the MCU, since they've already established a few big baddies like Kang the Conqueror, that god from Eternals, whose name escapes me, and introduction of small-time baddies like Kingpin. And with the new Blade series, it should get even more interesting. Now... One thing I also want to talk about is Sony's announcement for Venom 3. I don't know what your guys' opinions on Venom 2 was, but personally, it was an okay film for me. The one thing that I did love, though, was Venom and Eddie Brock's talking and relationship. Those two alone would make the movie. Everything else had been kind of subpar. But the one thing I want to talk about is El Muerte. He was confirmed to have a movie, and I have a big problem with this, because out of all the Spider-Man characters, why would they make a movie about him? He has only appeared in two, I name it, two issues in the Spider-Man comics. Maybe, maybe three, who knows, but he has gone to appear in less than five. This is the movie that Sony wants to make. And this is a problem because if this is for representation, I do not want it. Give us Miles Morales. Give us Miguel O'Hara. Those are half Spanish, half Irish for Miguel O'Hara, and of course Afro-Latino for Miles Morales. Give us those characters because those characters have so much story and so much background for them to take with it. When it comes to El Muerte, 
again, less than five issues. So whatever they do with him, it's it's not going to bode well, especially with how Morbius went. I am very, very weary about this character. Now, any other movies that I'm excited about, of course, would be basically Thor Love and Thunder, which sadly I'm going to be on a cruise when it comes out, which kind of takes me off because I'm going to have to deal with the spoilers. I swear they couldn't have waited another week, but maybe I'll find a movie theater in the cruise or in one of the countries we're going to be porting and I can watch the movie there. Any other movies I'm excited for? Eh, not really. Of course, actually, Top Gun Maverick is definitely one, especially since my father wants to see it, and he is a big Top Gun fan. And honestly, probably around Christmas time, whatever new Marvel movie comes out, or action flick. I know John Wick was supposed to come out this year, but pushed back for next year, so excited to see it. Now, let's talk about our another exciting topic, which will be video games. Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Now, I don't know if you played the first game, but this second game with the game design has been absolutely beautiful. This has been years in the making, and on the PS5, does it justice. From the facial recognition to the vast designs of the valley the ocean, the machines, just beautiful. Not to mention the new game mechanics. Now in this game, you actually get a skill tree, which of course goes with different skills that you're able to take. Me personally, I went to the one which were mostly combat, especially ones with melee. I'm more of a get it done person instead of a let me sneak past this person. It's really great. You can level up and get everything in the skill tree but it usually helps to get the potions first you definitely want to be prepared and the one thing i loved about it was the fact that once you implement and train a lot of the moves from the skill trees will come in handy now one thing about this game that like the previous game is the scavenging now I say this with a weary voice because you can spend hours scavenging for the right supplies for the right stuff find the rarest items make sure that you have enough to build your weapons bows special bows and arrows traps spears and it will never be enough because not only will you run out of these supplies fast but you can grab them from an invisible vault, but only a certain amount. So if you find a weapon that's effective against a machine, but you can only make a handful, you are pretty much screwed. Given, depending on the difficulty you're playing at, it can be fun. And I usually play on the most highest difficulty or second to last. I still want to have my fun. Now the weapons. The bows and arrows with the acid arrows, frost arrows, electric. They are so many different versions. So many vast different weapons like bolt caster, which is basically a machine gun. Uh, traps, carja ropes, which can basically pin down an enemy. So many different variations and rarities out there where you can 
basically combine them and pin it to your own personal way of playing. Fantastic. And with this new open world where you can go underwater, climb, explore different environments, it is a fun game, great story, and the side quests integrate well with the main story. Because sometimes you'll get an item or level up faster with doing these side quests and it just makes the story even better. Now another game I want to talk about is God of War Ragnarok. Now this is a new game going to be coming out honestly with speculation this year. Whether or not that happens, don't know, I'm hoping it does because the God of War or technically speaking God of War 4 was a phenomenal game. The story, the atmosphere, the voice acting, the gameplay, just beautiful. And with the amount of hype coming with this game, I am hoping it takes it up a notch, especially with characters we have yet to been introduced to go into Norse lore. Now, some characters I'm excited about is fighting Thor, fighting Odin, because when it comes to to the God of War series. Fighting gods is its specialty, especially if you played the original trilogy. Now, they have already stated that this is going to be the last entry in the Norse countries. Where they can go from this, I absolutely do not know because I don't know how it's going to end. Kratos can be dead. Kratos can still be alive. And he goes on an adventure to talk to the other gods of war, since he is technically the Greek god of war. That would be kind of awesome, him going to Egypt, or him going to Asia, the Middle East, India, Japan. Because honestly, when it comes to their mythology, they have a lot of gods. I think one of the most gods in one sitting so it should be interesting to see how he kills them all makes friends or you know what it's Kratos so probably kills them all anyway one thing I also want to talk about in video games is one of the most hyped video games to come from this year which of course is Lego Star Wars the gameplay has drastically changed from this Lego game, which has always been more simple. Now they have a skills tree. Now they have 300 characters, which includes all of the Star Wars movies, the Book of Boba, Mandalorian, and more to come. Now this is amazing because they've revamped everything where it's now an open world with multiple maps and multiple planets. Sadly, when it comes to this game, they have no multiplayer. So if you have a friend and let's say Philly, you can't play with him because there's no multiplayer, which honestly sucks. And I hope they get a patch. Now, the game design is awesome. Being able to play as Vader, General Grievous, or any of the Star Wars characters in Lego form has been fun. One of the biggest games that I used to play when I was younger was the Lego Star Wars games. They bring back so much nostalgia and with this new entry, they are doing the games justice and I cannot wait to see where they go from this. Maybe we'll get a revamped of Lord of the Rings with The Hobbit in this style and I have a couple of friends who would 
die, come back, and pay good money to see this. Now, one thing I want to say about the LEGO Star Wars games, it is for all ages. Doesn't matter if you are 5, 6, 27, 38, or even 60 years old, you can jump in, have fun, and with its still simplistic controls, be rated E for everybody. Now, moving on from my favorite topic of video games to current events. Now, don't know if any of you have been paying attention to Florida because why not? Florida, something's always happening. Now, currently, Disney is having a feud with Florida because they decided to take funding from political campaigns after the don't say gay law. And in response, the Republicans, who have majority in the House and, of course, have the Governor DeSantis, decided to strip Disney of their own governing, which they have had for 55 years. Now, the reason Disney had this was to basically foot the bill to they didn't have to seek permission from the government to basically fix the roads, expand, build new rides and etc with this bill now implemented and their rights taken away now they're going to have to go through the government now many of you may pat yourself on the back saying that's good but the one thing that people don't realize is because of this taxes in the surrounding area is going to go up when disney was originally just footing the bill now whether or not this is going to affect local ordinances highly is yet to be seen because this recently just happened so whether we see this for what it is as a pissing match between DeSantis and Disney we're going to see the consequences of that whether we like it or not now on a positive note fluffy Gabriel Iglesias one of the best comedians of our time is going to have a new special in a couple of weeks and I recommend everyone see it I had recently saw Fluffy in Birmingham, Alabama, and he was without a doubt one of the best, if not the best, comedian in the world. He's funny, brings people together of all ethnicities, and did I mention he was funny? If you haven't checked out any of his specials, please get a Netflix subscription, if only a trial, to hear this man. He brings such a wholesome, comedic presence and honestly is on my number one list of comedians. He'll tell jokes, he'll make you cry, laugh, and if you're a police officer, he will make you laugh even harder. Now, other current events that I have been interested is... Honestly, I think that's it for current events. Anything that comes up new will be discussed on a later date and a later episode. Now, I want to thank you guys for listening to this. And of course, I stated this before. This is the first episode to many to come of this podcast. Now, maybe later on, I'll get a host. I'll do something interesting or... Maybe we will go in a new direction. Of course, this is episode one to test the waters and see where we go with this. 
Now, I will attempt to do at least two episodes per week talking about my opinions, maybe doing some specific talks on specific subjects. Who knows? We can take the ball and run with it. But anyway, I want to thank all of you for listening to my opinions and hearing me talk about these subjects. If you have any specific subjects you wish for me to talk about, please leave a comment, please email me, or just go ahead and leave me a message if you have my personal number, and no, I will not be giving it out on this podcast. Thank you again for listening. This has been Fuent Chat with Johnny Fuent. Goodbye, and thank you again for listening.